0: Welcome to Grace Life Church Podcast. If you would like any more information about us, please visit our website, gracelife.com.au Okay, let's turn to only one scripture today, to Luke 12, 16 to 21. The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentiful... And he thought with him, within himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no room to store my crop? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your... Take your is, eat, drink, and be merry. Now that's what I call the what about me factor. And a lot of people go through life and the main thing they think about is themselves. Now I'm real glad Jesus wasn't like that. And little did he know as he read on, His soul was required that night. What difference does it make? Now, I know we've got a a war in Russia now and Ukraine and Putin's doing this, he's putting that, doing that and talk about the what about me factor. Putin, Hitler, Stalin, Mussolini. Where do they end up? I'll tell you where they end up. They end up in hell. This could be directed to Putin, what about me factor. God, love others as you love yourself. That is the message. Now, if you love somebody else, what is the greatest gift you could possibly give somebody? million dollars? Two million dollars? A new car? What is the greatest gift you could give somebody? Well, the Bible makes it very clear. The, the greatest gift you could give anyone is a knowledge of spending eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ. Eternal life is the greatest thing. There's nothing that can compare with eternal life. If you love somebody, sometimes you've got to be wise. Eternal life. Now, this church, behind the scenes, have been planning. They've been doing a lot of planning. They've been doing a lot of sending, a lot of strategic work behind the scenes. And you're all part of that. When you plan something, you've got the planning. And then you've got the foundation. You've got the, the pre- people that pray for it. You've got the people that go. You've got the people that support financially. We're all in this together. Everything that's happening up there, everything that's happening in Africa, we're all in it together. If you're in this church and you're part of this community, you're, you're with it. Don't look at the people that go because we need a foundation. We need a support level. You are the support level. Every time you pay your tithe, every time you, you, you're given the first fruits offering, you are part of it. Not everybody can go, but you can be part of it. Okay, now, you, you, you just think for a while. You think of people that have had everything this earth can offer, you think of Elvis. You know, people say to me, oh, when I get to heaven, I'm going to see Elvis. I says, when I get to heaven, I says, I'm i looking forward to seeing somebody else with Elvis. And, you know, you say, did Elvis go to, did he go to heaven or didn't he? Well, I don't know. Look, like, i got a pretty good idea where he went, but I don't know. You know what I mean? But, you know, you can have everything. You can have all the fame. You can have everything and shoot yourself in the foot. Bon Scott, he was a lead singer for ACDC. They, they had everything. What happened? He drunk himself to death. He drowned. I won't use the word, but he drowned on something, and I think a lot of people know. Michael Hutchinson, John Lennon said, I'm more popular than, Je- we are more popular than Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, sure. More popular than Jesus. Where is he today? I know where Jesus Christ is today. I, I've got a good idea where John Lennon is today. I'll tell you what. We're on this earth for a flash. We're on this earth for a flash. Now, I remember when I went to Sunday school many, many, many years ago when I was a little boy, over 10 years ago, and we had this saying, Your life will soon be past. What is done for Christ will surely last. And I've always remembered that all these years, and that would have to be probably over 60 years ago. I'm, I'm nearly 71. I know you all thought I was 35. And that was over 60 years ago. Okay, what should this guy have thought? What should he have thought? He should have thought, I have got all this abundance. I'm going to share it. I'm going to, I'm going to give to the poor. I'm, 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 I'm going to spread the good news. I'm going to put my effort into the poor and the good news and the orphans. He didn't think like that. He didn't think like that. You think of all the, all the billionaires in the world today. I, I, I watch this, 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 this. The only time I hear them saying the word of Jesus is for a swear word. Okay, there's a couple that say, oh, I'm a Christian, it'd be the world's best kept secret. You, you know me? I wouldn't, you, you wouldn't want that life. What good is that life? Where's your heart? Where your money is, that's where your heart is. Now, I've got, I've got, look, I've got to tell you a story. I'm getting off my sermon now. I've got to tell you this story. This was in 1991. Or might even be 1992. Where there was a war. There was a war in Burma. And all the Koran people were getting killed and they were crossing over the border to Northern Thailand, and, and they had refugee camps there, and they, they, they found that, that a lot of the parents were murdered, and there was all these kids. Now, I'd just been to Evangelist training school with a friend of mine, Bob Vardy, and another guy, Bob Gibellini, that came in a little bit down the track. We said, okay, we've got to do something about this. Now, we, we, we loved Jesus. We were full of get up and go, a bit short on wisdom, but we were full of Jesus and full of get up and go. So we said, okay, we're going to go over there and we're going to start an orphanage. So anyway, one said, Bob said, okay, we have to go to my church, which is not this denomination, and we need a covering, which we do. We have a covering. So we went to the church and they put us onto their missions director and he said okay you've got to go to missions training school for 18 months I said they'll all be dead by then all these, all these kids you know 18 months you've got to be joking talk about red tape and then we had to do this and we had to do that and then I'd have to quit my job and then we wouldn't have any finances and Bob would have to quit his job and Jib would have to anyway so he says okay forget this exactly what I said this goes to Turkey I shouldn't have said that I said, okay, we'll go to my pastor. So anyway, we went to my pastor, whose name was Bob Stevenson. You're probably familiar with that name. And I said, look, Bob, there's all these kids doing this, they're doing that, they're dying and all that. I hadn't finished saying it, and he says, go for it! And I thought, gee, I'm glad I go to this church. Which is this church here? So anyway, he said, how much money do you want? I said, well, we don't really... Needs some money. And then behind the scenes, I, remember, I remember one lady, her name was Lee Broom, and they, the few, they come and they gave us all this money. And I remember these lovely saints say, hey, we will be praying for you, we'll be praying for you. So anyway, we go there, we hire a house, which was very expensive, a big house, $27 a month. US dollars, everything's so cheap there. And we managed to team up with a man and we ended up with 44 children that ranged from two years old to eight years old. We put them in there and we didn't, we didn't know what we were doing but we knew that we had to feed them and we taught them and to cut a long story short, I could talk all day on this, to cut a long story short, I went to Thailand about four years ago. I went to the North west of thailand and we went and visited a church and a man probably about 37 38 years old he had his wife and he had a couple of children he said pastor tom and i always say i'm not a pastor but they keep they keep calling you pastor tom and he said remember me i said, looked at him and i said "Uh, uh, well yeah i didn't want to say no he said i was one of the kids in that orphanage i said really he said yeah I says, what are you doing now? He says, oh, I'm working. He was working at, the, at a hotel or something like that, you know. And he told me the story. He said, out of all them kids, most of them went into the ministry. One of them had a church up the hills with 300 people in it. And he said, not one of them was lost. They've all gone forward for Jesus. They all keep in touch because they're all brothers and sisters. I said, Really? Really? He said, yeah. And uh, it, it was, And he said, we all got taught perfect English, which they did. And of course, everything gets turned upside down with God because, you know, the, the, they all had all the good jobs. You know, all these leftover kids, you know, with the parents. That's, how, that's my God. So, you know, we made many, many, many mistakes. Like we didn't have a brain between us. But we knew that we loved God and we said, we're going to do this. We jump in feet first. You know? we, had all the, we had all of the froth and bubble, lacked in wisdom, but we did it. My dad always said to me, my dad always said to me, he says, Tommy said, if you never want to make a mistake, sit at home and do nothing. So we went for it. Nobody's made as many mistakes as me. But I tell you what, I'd do it again. It's all worth it. If I did it again, I'd forget the mistakes. But anyway, if if you put the package together, I would do it again. And that's what we're doing here. That's that's where your support money goes. Now, Josh is asking for support. When you tithe, when you give, I tell you what, our pastors don't go around in flash cars. Our pastors don't live in flash houses. But I tell you what, there's a lot of people going to the kingdom of God that wouldn't be going to the kingdom of God if it wasn't for this church. And if it wasn't for the attitude of this church. We don't, we don't, we don't go talking about this type of stuff. We're not braggers, although I like to brag about my church. But I'm sure God will forgive me for that. But, but this, this is what makes us tick. Like, I've got the best job in the world... Sometimes I cry, sometimes I get angry. No one's perfect. But the best job in the world, and I love what we are doing, we're off to Africa. Similar story in Africa. That's why we're on a team to go. A similar story, well, they're not starving as much in Africa, but they have the problems and we're we're going there to shine the light, you know, and to show them the path they go down. Because they all say they're Christians, but they're not. A bit like the USA. They all say they're Christians, but they're not. But that's what we're here for. When man lives for himself, he is spiritually dead. He is spiritually dead when man lives for himself. You know, you could get to 60, 70, young fella, and you might think, where am I going? What's all my money going to do? Or you could get the 60 and 70 and say, look, I want to be with Jesus. I'm happy how things are. You know, I feel fulfilled, I feel happy. All this, all, all, all this. Now, many times me and my wife have stretched ourselves. You stretch yourself. And I'll tell you what, if you stretch yourself financially, there's no greater place to stretch it than to stretch it for the kingdom of God. I can tell you, I can tell you that, because that. it always comes back to you. And that's not the reason you stretch. Whether you like it or not, it's coming back. And if you get a nod about that, well, stretch a bit more. Okay. 75 million people in South America go to bed starving. 75, that's all of South America. 75 million, that's a lot of people. They go to bed starving. There are people doing something about it, but you you just think, that's a lot of people. That's South America. And Africa, all of Africa combined, 1.15 billion. There is uh, 80,000 that live in absolute poverty. 80,000. There is, uh, sorry, did I say 80,000? 80 million. 80 million. That's about one in every 14 are living in absolute poverty. There is 20 million children in Africa that will... 20 million. That's nearly the population of Australia. That will sleep on the pavement. 20 million. I remember someone said, and this is an old saying about when we first put them... 44 kids in the orphanage. Well, there's 55 million in Thailand. I say, yeah, but there's 44 happy ones. So you do your bit. We're doing our bit. 40,000 children die that shouldn't die every 10 seconds. Oh, sorry, sorry. Every, every, every year, every day. Every 10 seconds, two children die that shouldn't die. That's worldwide. That's all of India, all of Africa. Terrible statistics for the United States too, would you believe? All, all over different countries, you know what I mean? Someone needs to do something about it. We do our bit. Now, Bob, now, now Josh was just asking for support in the church. Now, I've, I've just got to tell you how important that is. When you tithe, that supports the church, which supports this. If you, if you feel as if you want to give to the overseas, that, that's fine. That's fine. But first, let's, let, let's tithe, you, you know what I mean? I've, I've always done that, ever the last 35 years, you know what I mean? And I'll tell you what, God has really looked after me. I've got the best job in the world. I can, I can fly anywhere around the world whenever I want at a week's notice. I, 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 Josh said, Tom, I need you to go to Africa twice this year. I said, no problem. Tell me when you want me to go because I submit to my pastor and he knows where to send me, he knows when to send me and I submit, you know. We've got intelligent leadership here and like I say, I've got the best job in the world and I've got great support people, great support people. You know, we're all going to be in heaven one day, well, most of us, and what's going to happen... What's gonna happen is what's gonna happen is we're gonna to get together and we're gonna say, Oh remember this. Remember that. Remember that meeting? Remember that that that, that tweet, Tom Lockett that got up? You're gonna say, all of you, you, you know, we're gonna to get together and we're gonna say, Look, I'm gonna say that again, because I love it. Your life will soon be past. What is done for Christ Will surely last. That's it. We're on. We're on the roll. The rich fool, eat, drink, and be merry. Now I've got to tell you, eat, drink, and be. I went to a funeral, oh, it was a few years ago. I said this in Ellen Books. So I can say it here. And I and I met a guy, and we're looking at these tombstones. We said, "It's surprising how young people die." This is a caricature, so young. And one guy who I know, who has been a Christian all his life, you know, third generation, he said, Oh yes, he says he says, when I die, I wanna know on my tombstone, I wanna go to the Holy Land and I wanna know, I want people to know that I've that I've walked the path that God wants me to walk, and you know, I've I've never gone away from the road that He's had me on. And and, you know, God's blessed me, you know what I mean, and, and I'm quite happy. But I do want to go to the Holy Land. I like to go for a holiday, and God's been so good to me. I've been for holiday round here, holiday there. He said, and no, I've just bought a BMW, a new one, and God's been so good to me. He said, so on my, on my tombstone, I want to have her there blessed. Blessed. I nearly strangled him. <laughs> I said, there's people going to hell by the truckload. By the truckload. People are lost. People are starving. On the tombstone, I'm blessed. Okay, he goes going to heaven, fine. He's going to, you know, that's not, not what I want to leave behind. You know what I mean? You know, under, you know, we want to say we are part of, we are part of Grace Life and there's many hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of peoples people that were blessed by us, that, that are in the kingdom of God by us, that have been fed, that have been by us. That's what we're aiming for. It's not all self-gratifications. It's not all the "What about me?" syndrome. They made a song a while ago, "What about me?" And I'm thinking, "What about me?" You know, a lot of people. Frank Sinatra had a miserable life. Mick Jagger said he had a miserable life. You know, I his life was miserable. It was great to start with, and then it's miserable. And and all that. all these people, everybody aims to be famous, famous. You know what I mean? And then they end up end up in misery. The what about me syndrome. Because Jesus pulls the strings. We act according to what Jesus does. Why does the church go there? Who's behind all this church? It's Jesus. What we do is not what we decided. Jesus knows that he can trust us to do what we do. We don't have the the what about me syndrome. We don't want the what about me syndrome. We want to do what about the lost what about the, the people out there that have gone through hard? We preach the word. I'm sorry, I got through about 10% of my message. We preach the word. We preach the word. This is what we do preach the word. Now, now if there's anybody here that doesn't know Jesus, the most exciting thing you could possibly do in your life. The most exciting thing is accept Jesus as your Saviour and jump on the train. Jump on the train. Life is exciting. You know that it's the truth. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. Now, if there's anybody that has any sickness, after the meeting, I'm out of time, come up the front, we will pray for you. If there's anybody that wants to accept Jesus and do the greatest decision they've ever made, and I can vouch for that, come up the front. Now I'm going to finish this with one sentence. And what it is is, blessed are the feet of those that fetch the good news.